after saying simple statement of I have enough, you know, I, uh, for the first time looked inside of myself for who I am and not for who I am not. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a escalation of different pivotal moments that led me to this. But basically, uh, it first started with the journey of self transformation to get myself back into the harmony, health and, and, and happiness. And uh, I used to always learn from the gutter. I used to learn through painful experiences, painful relationships. And, and that voice was like, is this, is this really truth? And, um, basically I uh, came to a place now where I'm learning through love. I'm learning through joy and I'm no longer, um, bonded to this, uh, duality realms, this polarity. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. I am so grateful there are people out in this world like today's guest who are living their life to serve, contribute, and guide our collective consciousness to one of peace, love, happiness, and harmony. Pavel Stuklik, a.k.a. Noah Aeon, provides a community and platform for your journey through self-transformation. There are three categories of the Noah Aeon movement. One is the digital aspect, which includes things like transformational courses and an on-demand library. The second is physical in-person, which are immersive experiences done through breath, dance, meditation, workshops, and retreats. And the third is offering holistic products like light therapy and EMF protection. During the episode, we also talk about how Noah Aeon will help you perform a system reset, which brings our nervous system, our minds, and our emotions back to our baseline. He also talks about breathwork versus psychedelics. Super interesting. Biohacking and how the best ones are free, like oxygen for breathwork and light therapy through the sun. He also talks about his incredible journey of how he once lived a life filled with pain to one now filled with love. All right, everybody, help me welcome uh, Pavel to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. So honored to be here. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Yes. So like right off the bat, when you know I checked out some of your stuff online, social media, saw the beautiful like retreats uh, and the work that you're doing. A lot of the things that came up right off the bat, like biohacking, breath work, dance. I love that you're working dance into what you're doing too, the motion of our body, um, meditation, education, retreats, and workshops. Um, and I just, it just is hitting me right now. I just want to ask you, buddy, in this work that you're doing, why are you doing it? What are you doing like like what is the drive within you 
to create and manifest outside of yourself is the reason behind your you're doing these things yeah so so you know to be quite frank and honest i mean it came from a brutal amount of pain suffering and um and questioning because my whole life i've been living this life of somebody else checking boxes of something else and i had this inner voice that kept on saying you know is this enough is this all you can do is this really the true reality that you want to live and so it it wasn't and basically you know after saying simple statement of i have enough you know i uh for the first time looked inside of myself for who i am and not for who i am not and uh you know it was a it was a escalation of different pivotal moments that led me to this but basically uh it first started with the journey of self transformation to get myself back into the harmony health and 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 happiness and uh i used to always learn from the gutter i used to learn through painful experiences painful relationships and and that voice was like is this is this really truth and um basically i uh came to a place now where i'm learning through love i'm learning through joy and i'm no longer um bonded to this uh duality realms this polarity and um yes it was a lot of you know brutal teachings yes it was over you know 15 years of traveling the world and and learning from some of the most uh exciting you know mystics and teachers and gurus but uh after all of this the inner voice came again and was like you can't just leave this for yourself and so essentially i went from self mastery into service and and those are kind of the two um pathways that everybody takes because we naturally want to share with others and we naturally want to help others and it's our inherent uh, divine uh, true nature and so that was the main why i wanted to uh making these tools simple making them accessible and also put stop to this madness of people thinking that they also have to learn through the gutter and through the pain and so when you look at the no movement it's all about unity it's all about bringing people back to our heart brain coherence but not just within themselves but also realizing that through others and so um you know noa means movement aeon is all or none and it symbolizes literally duality uh it symbolizes this tennis match i've been playing highs and lows and good days and bad days and what it symbolizes even more so it's come back to harmony peace oneness and so um that's the long story short to the why. <laughs> yeah, so I want to ask you, right? So there are a lot of people out there who are in pain, who are in pain just like you were. Um you know, that time ago before you were able to go inward, um discover more of your truth of who you are, the our oneness, your love. Um for anyone out there right now who's still in that place, what can you say to them that helped you um start to move away from that and start to move more towards love and more towards positivity. Yeah, so I think first thing first we have to kind of operate from a place of uh, choices and consequences. So I used to, you know, be a victim of situations and I was uh in a driver's seat um instead of being the driver, you know, of my own life. And you know sometimes it's a cliche right that we're like you can control everything and you can control your thoughts and but then you know my question always was like okay but how do you do it and how does that actually work and does it actually work and so that's been you know part of everything i never stop questioning and um in this process i've learned something very simple but yet very hard uh i call it the process of unhooking and uh what i mean by that process is that you have to unhook from everyday life in order for you to reidentify what the life is that you want to live. Now, for me, I unhook once a day, 1 to 2 hours before I meet anyone, before I get on the calls, and this is my morning ritual when I do, you know, breath work, meditation, I also look at the day, the schedule, I envision how I want that schedule and day to be, and I kind of take 
the charge of the, the micro cycles that are happening within one day. Then once a week, I take full day off, completely detox from the digital computers, phones, even people, even the loved ones, because it is so important that you also connect to you whose life you're living. And um, then once a month, I do this three to four days where I've learned that it takes about three days to truly unhook, to let go and calm down your nervous system. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you've ever been to a vacation, the first three days, you don't know what to do with yourself. And you're like, you know, still kind of like, am I going to get on a calls or like, you know, the, 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 the stress hormones are still kicking in. And, uh, and really, it's like the last two days of your vacation, you're finally like, I don't want to leave. I'm finally, you know, dropped in. And how, how was this so short? And, um, and once a year, I do 10 to 15 days. So uh, for me, you know, I spend every year 10 days in darkness with no food and uh, no light in the middle of Thailand. But again, it doesn't have to be this dramatic. I mean, you can go into a cabin, you can go on something that's this comfortable at level where you can journal, but where you don't have access to a computer, especially for the first, you know, 10 days, ideally. And what happened was in these times, I start having these other spiritual gifts to come in, these other voices, senses, feelings, and knowings that I didn't allow the time for to hear before. And so all of us have these four, I call them four psychic senses or spiritual gifts. It's the hearing, seeing, knowing, and feeling. Now, the inner hearing is the little whispers that are always having your back. You know, it's the whispers that are telling you, stop drinking alcohol, you know, start working out or don't be <laughs> a dick to someone, you know, around. <laughs> Sorry. And basically, you know, that voice, what's how we strengthen it is we acknowledge it. So you simply say, thank you. I heard that. But here's the, the golden sentence. What are you going to do about that? Because when you start following these voices, you're actually going to start having this voice to be louder and louder. And instead of you being bounded to the egoic mind or to the small self or, or a monkey brain, you know, whatever we want to call it, there is nothing wrong with it, but it's a limited mind. You know, it can only project from the past into the future. But these voices, this is your higher self speaking to you or the higher aspect of you that is already realized, that already knows everything that you need to know. And so that's the hearing. Then seeing, some people are visionaries. You know, some people can see things before they happen. They have a clear uh, visions or it's lucid dreaming uh, that can be interpreted into, you know, uh, your future ideas. Then you've got your knowing, which is when you knew you shouldn't have gone to the party. You knew that that was a bus wrong business partner or whatever the situation was. And the way you discern that is when you think you don't know, when you know, you don't think. So it's the inner knowing, the intuition. And then it's the feeling. So for the empaths of the world, those are people that can feel something is not right when they think of someone. When they go into a room and there was a fight, something doesn't feel right, even though maybe the fight is long you know, time over. And so these four senses, they come out when you silence. And if you think about our life as, as a piano keynote, right, we could be... Um, tuning into the high note or low note. Now, there's no good or bad. There's no, you know, you can learn through the gutter or through the love. It's really up to you. But the key of this process is that you take the charge back into your hands. You move into every area of your life with this new shining light that is going to be able to uh, dictate like what is wrong, what is right, what is serving me? Is this, uh, is this you know, bringing me closer to the limitless part of me or limited? And so I start questioning these things in those times of silence because now I can hear. And so that's been the massive process of just like waking up into this greater realization that, you know, it's okay if it doesn't work, but it's also not okay to be living a mediocre life and to keep on repeating the same cycles over and over again. Hmm. So I, I, I need to ask you because <clears throat> I haven't done a darkness retreat yet, but that is definitely on my list of, of things to do. Um, and I, as well, I, I do my best to, to cut myself off from social media and technology when I can, because I, I just, I don't like the attachment to it. I just, I don't, I don't 
like even the notion of that, hey, if somebody, all these people out in the world, if somebody texts me in a moment, like I have to respond right now. It's like, I don't like that attachment to that. Uh, I want to be here and now and in the present. I don't want to be pulled out of it all the time. And you've seemed to create such a clear path for yourself to take that time away, to go to darkness retreats. As, as you're saying that, and I know this isn't true for who I am, but as you were saying that, my mind was rejecting it. it. Was rejecting it in the sense of, Justin, like you don't have, how are you gonna completely cut yourself off from, from social media or, or online for a day? How are you gonna go to a darkness retreat for 10 days? You know what I mean? It's like, how is work gonna function? How is my wife and our one and a half year old? And then we have a new, you know, another baby on the way. It's like, how are those things going to work and function? And, and am I gonna be abandoning them? There's like a guilt there that I feel in terms of wanting to create that space because I could not agree more. I want that silence. I don't wanna be caught in this madness of physical reality all the time. I wanna just be with myself in silence. So how have you been able to kind of create that? I know you mentioned that you have a wife. Do you have, oh, I know we have a child on the way. Do you have uh, any children right now? Yeah, I've so, got two children and, uh, and one, one more coming. How have you done that for yourself? How have you created that space and that path for you where your life with your family is still able to function and survive and thrive when you take this time uh, to yourself? Yeah, so so boundaries are really important because if you don't start with you, then you're going to be continuously living somebody else's life. But on top, you're going to continue running in this loop of unconsciousness. And so for me, these are some of the non-negotiables, so to speak. And thankfully, you know, I have a partner that uh, she knows the power of importance. She knows who am I going to come back as. And she knows that if she will leave me this space, then um, it will it will be greater for for everybody. Now, to be honest, uh, the first time I went to darkroom, it was about seven years ago, and I mean, I came in as a busy entrepreneur. I was running Orange Theory fitness locations all over the country, and I had you know close to five hundred employees under my belt with almost hundred locations. So I was running this this fitness empire, and essentially. Um, in that in that moment, I uh, I still committed myself every three months that I'm going to do something uncomfortable because I knew if I don't do it, then I'm going to be stagnant and I'm going to be unhappy. And I didn't want to keep that voice coming back to me because I know as soon as it comes, it gets deeper depression, deeper anxiety, and it will chase you until you listen to it. And for some people, and I was always, you know, I, I always never wanted to do this, where some people may get cancer, some people may go into a car crash because they're so misaligned with their true path that eventually it's going to realign them. Now, when it comes to this process, you know, the monkey brain can be a bitch, <laughs> so to speak, but it's up to us to find friendship and, and, uh, you know, for me, I literally, I spent a couple of years rewriting this software that we call mind until the mind was my best friend and until it was working for me. And so if you imagine the mind that is ever, you know, um, holding you back from this, it's because it means death to your mind, essentially, because silence and stillness and peace is how your mind is not getting necessarily refueled until you recalibrate it. So I speak to my mind as a best friend. I'm like, my dear mind, my 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 greatest uh, friend, I really appreciate you and love you so much for all of the thoughts and ideas that you currently have. But for this moment, I would like to ask you, move aside. And I use my mind as a billboard. You know, when you're driving down the street, you have the choice to either look up the billboard and see what the information is, or you can just keep on moving forward without necessarily, you know, tuning into it. So that's the same friendship, uh, almost like a child. You want to talk to the to the mind, and I I now ask my mind, please integrate with the higher aspect of me, so we can work and collaborate together. Uh, so we're always, you know, open and receptive to those energies which are for our highest good. You know, I've already, I've prefaced to my wife um, that I, I do, I want to do like a silent retreat in India or 
a darkness retreat somewhere else. And she's so supportive. She's like, of course, like, right. And like, she like understands that act or these acts of doing these things are for the betterment of me, but for the betterment of us. And then for the consciousness of the consciousness of the planet, right? Because if I'm taking this time to go more inward, find more peace and take every step forward with more love. I'm going to be a better, I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better husband to her. And I'm going to be a better contributor to the society that we live in. So it's nice. Like she gets it, but there is like, and I will work on that with my mind because I know that it's not true. I know that's not who I am when I feel that guilt about taking that, mm -hmm. that time away. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's like, I know in my soul, the, the truth of that, but it is my mind is still like, are you sure? What are they going to think? Are you going to abandon them? You know what I mean? It's like just that. And I get that because in a silent retreat or in a darkness retreat, and I don't, you know, when we go anywhere and have those moments, it's like we are cutting ourselves off from the thoughts. And so like the ego doesn't really want that to happen, right? So the ego is going to jump in and be like, I don't know if you should do that. It might not work that well. Are you going to, you're really going to leave your wife and your kids? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I feel like because when we go deep within ourselves, that ego death starts to happen. And then so it doesn't want to let that happen. So it's going to do everything that it can to fight and claw to give me every reason in the world why I shouldn't uh, go do something like that, even though I know it's for the betterment of myself, again, my family, and then everyone around me. And I, well, I really... you know what's crazy, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, please go, please go. I was just going to say, you know what's crazy in this world is this world has been purposely designed to keep us occupied and to keep us limited, right? And it's like this instant gratification, dopamine hits that we continuously receiving and whatever it's email notifications, cell phone, uh, social media, computers. And so, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, are we losing the consciousness in it? And so maybe this is a great, um, tool to give anybody next time that you get on the phone or you do anything in the external, see if you can continue being aware of your breath. Uh, the, the golden standard is five and a half seconds on inhale into your nose, five and a half seconds on exhale out your nose. Uh, this breathing technique can bring more coherence, increase your heart rate variability and lower down your stress. And the second tool of this is can you be aware of your body? And I like to ask myself, where am I? Because if I am losing consciousness and I'm losing my, you know, vitality, basically your inner source to the cell phones and you get kind of lost in the scrolling effect of, of whatever it might be, then you're, you're not even in your body. And this is when we get tense up. This is when we do shallow breathing. And this is when we move into that, you know, uh, sympathetic nervous system, which we're overly uh, stressed in today's world. That's that, um, uh, you know, fight or flight response. And so when you can be in your body, and I always, I like this technology, or you can even imagine this, you breathe in and out for five and a half seconds, inhale, five and a half seconds on exhale through the, all of your pores of your skin. I sometimes like to imagine little champagne-like bubbles bubbling up around my body. Then you relax your body and you're fully in your body. You know, I, it's so interesting. I, um, <clears throat> like in my practice, in meditation and just like every single second, you know, um, my awareness is always on my, th not always, but for the most part on my thoughts, right? I, I want to, I know that my thoughts send out vibrations, they create my reality, they help me manifest. And then so I am always very aware of my thoughts. And like, it's I'm hitting a place now where when I'll have a negative thought, that negative thought is like a ping or like a red flag that goes off in my mind to be like, this doesn't serve you. You know what I mean? It's taken a while to get to that place where that negative thought is now the thing that's letting me know uh, that this thought doesn't serve me and it's not something that can help me. Like the other day I was, I, uh, I had a, a conversation with my with my dad, and my dad, uh, he still does, but I feel like it's gotten better. He used to have a really bad temper. And when I was younger, I had a really bad temper too. So the conversation that we had the other day, um, it was great. It was like so much better than it ever would have been 10, 15 years ago. But I'm always like, I can be more love. Not always, but I feel like in that situation, my tone could have been better and I could have been more love. And then so I was having the thought about that. And I was like, ah, I could have been more love in that situation. And I started to self-deprecate. 
I was like, shit, man, you're not there yet. Like, why couldn't you be more love in that moment? Like, you're just, you're not where you want to be. And in that feeling of those thoughts, it literally hit me. I was like, boop, this is not what I want. This is not serving me. I know this doesn't help me at all to have these negative thoughts about myself. And then so very quickly, and I'm so grateful to be in this place, so quickly I switched it to be like, hey, like you're on the path. You're on the journey there right now. Like the first step is just even being aware that you want to be more love in these moments. And the fact that like, I'm very aware of that. And I was like, like, cool. Like, and I had the realization too, this is just one of the steps in the journey of me being more love all the time. And I was like, I found gratitude in it. Instead of me being like, oh, you suck. I was like, cool. This feels great. I'm grateful that I'm aware of that. And I'm grateful I'm on the path. And when we can change our thoughts in those moments, our lives drastically change. And then, so that's something I've been, you know, I've been practicing a lot is, is mindfulness and, and, and knowing that my thoughts are so powerful and creating positive, loving, compassionate thoughts. But the reason why I'm saying this is because you've helped me bring my awareness more towards my body. That's something I think that I'm, I, that I, I have a lot left on that journey is being more aware of my body and my breath work and who am I like, how is my body responding in this moment? And, you know, when I jump on social media and I scroll, we do, we leave our bodies. We like go somewhere else. Right. And for me, and that's okay. But for me, I want to be here. I want to be now and I want to be present. And I appreciate you for just bringing that up, you know, to me and to the audience um, about being more mindful just of our bodies every day. Yeah. And you know, so, so it's, it's, I'll give you a, a simple analogy. So think of your mind as the software and think of your body as the hardware. And just like computers are extensions of us, right? When you connect to the internet on a computer, you can download new software or same thing on your iPhone, right? You can download new apps. Now, without a connection on the internet, we're working on an autopilot on whatever has been, you know, downloaded in the past and we can be uh, limitedly operating into the future. Now, in order for us to download new software, we have to connect to the inner net. And that is through changing the frequencies. That is through silencing, slowing it down, going into the breath work. And so what I've learned in this journey, there's actually four steps to this, this transformation. And every single step starts with the waking up. It's the awakening process when something in your field is not working. And whatever it's your thoughts, your relationships, whatever it's your health, uh, it could be your spiritual connection or even your environment. You know, maybe you live in a moldy house. It can kind of um, be interceptive for anything. Now, once you wake up, then you got to clean up. And so the second part is you got to let go of the things that don't work with you. Because once the awareness is there, then you know, you know, okay, this is not serving me. How do I get rid of it? And let's say that you're high on environmental toxins. This is when you detox the physical. Let's say that your um, mental patterns continue to self-sabotage you or you continue maybe having addictions to any form of, of anything. Um you got to let it go. And I used to be master at, uh, you know, keeping the old and thinking I can also have the new. And then I was playing this ping pong, you know, I had these highs and lows because I was operating in two split personalities. And so when you let it go, then you move into the power up phase. And this is the driver's seat. This is when you maybe start supplementing different vitamins. You bring new relationships. You start thinking the, the thoughts of I can, I will, and I have. And then you move into the final one, which is the rest up and repeat the cycle, no matter if it's a micro cycle, simple things around you about the me part of you, the, the individual consciousness, or you move into the we consciousness, the, the plural cycle of things, which would be, you know, relationships and environments. And essentially we operate and navigate in these micro and macro cycles all the time. But the problem is there is such a delay between the choices and consequences that it feels like it's happening to us. And it feels like, you know, we don't have the power to change. And so this is why in the rest up, you unhook, you take the time off and you reassess yourself, you know, true simple assessment. Uh, it could be something simple. What, what I do on a weekly basis is, um, I put down all of the different elements and aspects of my life and self. So it's like the body, the physical, the mind, mental, 
emotion, emotional, um, spiritual, uh, relational uh, career. I kind of like write those main topics down. And then I just simply intuitively do between zero to 10. 10, you know, you're rocking zero. You have a lot of work to do. And then I uh, divide all of them uh, together and I get a nice average. So then I can kind of know, you know, am I, am I running at six out of 10? Am I running at eight out of 10? And then based on that, I reassess. I again bring this conscious uh, transformation back into my hands. And then this is when like we are creators of our life because if you think about it, any thoughts that you're thinking about yourself, they convert into your words any word action. And that is the summary of our character. So who we are becoming, who we are at any given moment is just the combination of all of these, you know, different consequences. So it's actually simpler than, than that or more simple than we think, but we don't take the time to reevaluate it. So we know what we're thinking. Hmm. It is interesting because, right, things usually don't manifest in a moment. We, th we do, we think things are happening to us, but it's like that thought that you had a day ago, six days ago, six months ago, it's starting to show up now, right? And we feel like we're being attacked. And if we can have the awareness to be like, it's okay, we had a big hand in creating this, right? When we can know that, and instead of playing the victim of, you know, like, there's no way I created this. This happened to me. When we can switch in and be like, hey, I created this. It gives us all of our power, right? When we think it's happening to us, there's nothing that we can do. It's out of our control. And that sometimes feels... It's the nice. level of... Um, Keep going. Yeah, it's the level of responsibility, right, that we have to take because... Uh, and and it you know it doesn't mean that anybody doing something to us has any right to do it right it doesn't mean that it's it's good or bad but it's like what choices made us to even come into this situation because when we start actually owning up to all of this and when we even shine the light on thing on places that we are still the victim of things you know sometimes it's so hard to see because the mind is playing tricks uh, on us because the mind always likes to, you know, push the buttons and point the fingers and and not take the responsibility. And again, it's because it's a child. It's literally just a child. And and a kid is also not um, emotionally intelligent yet enough to uh, to be able to understand what does it mean to be fully responsible because it's just learning about uh, itself, right? And so we are adults and we are, you know, very comprehend comprehensive to be able to, uh, you know, understand these situations. So see what happens in one day that if you stop just um, looking outward, you know, start inward. And, you know, there are simple universal laws that we operate in. And one of them is cause and effect, right? So that's the choices and consequences. And some people call it karma. And and it's it's interesting because, you know, karma is not bad. Karma is not, you know, this fearful, fear-based tactic that some religions are using it as it's simple you know what are you what are you doing what are you thinking and that's what you're seeing ah that was awesome because it is i mean to take those moments and pull the awareness back in instead of looking outside of ourselves because i right just sometimes i'll do that and i'll get in a frustrating situation and i blame the other person or i look outside of myself and then i'll have that quick thought of all right let's reassess this like that's old programming that's come back into my mind, right? And through meditation, through being mindful, I'm rewiring my mind and my subconscious so that when I do go to blame someone else or I do get angry at someone else outside of myself, I'll it'll, again, it'll be like a nice little ping for me to be like, hey, hey, dude, this is, you have a lot to do with this and that's okay and that's good and that's great actually. You know what I mean? Like, thankfully, I have a lot to do with this, if not all of it. And then it's good. It just helps me like reassess things instead of, because when we have anger <clears throat> or we're mad at somebody else, we're blaming somebody else, that goes against who we are, our truth. It creates separation and division from us, right? Us and another person. And I don't ever want to be that way. I don't ever, I don't ever want to be someone who aids in our division. And even in those little tiny thoughts, 
where we blame someone else or we're pissed at someone else or we think, oh, how could they do that? I would never do something like that. We are, we're just advocating and we're giving more energy towards that division and towards that separation. And I think it's important when we have those thoughts to really tune into ourselves and see how that feels. Like when you're like, hey, this person is stupid. I, oh, I can't believe they did it that way. I would never do that. Like, does that feel good for you? Right? Is that like a, a good feeling thought that you're having in that moment? And if it's not, and that's how I learned through like teachers like Abraham Hicks, right? I would have those thoughts and I was like, ooh, this doesn't feel good. This does not feel like me. This doesn't feel like my truth. And then so in those realizations of being like, hey, I don't want to have these thoughts. This does not feel good for me. And it's taken a lot of time to do that. But it's like, this does not feel good for me. I think it allows us to come back to our truth and come back to our oneness and come back to love because that's who we are. And if in every single moment, we can always, if every single one of us came back to love in every single moment and situation, that's why I get so caught up on like the shift of consciousness in, on the planet and in the world, because I know higher consciousness living we're, we're, you know, we're going in that direction. I don't, I don't think everybody, I think there's pockets, but I just know heaven on earth can exist. Like the whole idea of what you may think heaven is like that can exist here and now it's here. It's just, if we decide to live that based on our thoughts and our actions. And um, that's why having conversations like with you and the things about this are just so, so powerful because we have to know that we can shift the consciousness of the planet. We can make it one that is more one. That is more love. It's just up to us in every single intricate moment. Like that person that cut you off, instead of flipping them off or being angry towards them, try to find a little peace in that moment to be like, huh, you know, I've cut off somebody before when I was in a rush somewhere. I didn't really mean to do it. I was just like kind of trying to get somewhere. It wasn't personal against that person. You know what I mean? And just have more love towards each other and just less and less and less and less feel the division and the separation amongst one another. Um, and I, I really want to ask you too, just can we dive into like the biohacking? Can you just give people too just like a quick explanation or idea of what biohacking is? Yeah, so uh, the so, so biohacking has been a huge um, tool for my life, especially uh, for the physical part of healing. Because uh, uh, the way I got into biohacking was through, um, I used to be a professional cyclist and I got really ill. And uh, I uh, I had a chronic fatigue. I was literally sick every two weeks, depressed, suicidal thoughts. I mean, literally, my body was a mess. And um, basically, that led me into into the work of Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield, and you know some of the the biggest biohackers of uh, today's world. And what it basically means it means to take control of the environment inside of you, as well as outside of you. And so it's uh, it's all about personalized health because any trends, any diets, there's not one thing that fits all. And essentially, uh, biohacking doesn't mean cheating. It means that you're being effective with the cutting-edge science of today's world and applying it into your own biology. And essentially, you know, uh, for me, it started with personal testing. So understanding my food sensitivities and understanding um, what my body needs, what type of exercises and uh and then kind of moving into the right supplements uh how do i sleep properly uh what is the diet or nutrition that that you know feeds me and uh and then when i start really understanding my own biology you know i didn't get tired after meals i didn't feel inflamed all the time you know i sl i start sleeping like a baby and uh and so it's a it's not a one thing that somebody can do it's really a combination of all the things that make up our biology that um we can do. And something really important to say, the best biohacks are free. It's really super simple. It's air, so oxygen. I mean, when you use breath work, whatever it's subtle or the deep breathing uh, that we teach, uh, I mean, it, it alkalizes your blood. It brings more energy to your mitochondria to produce more uh, ATP. And without oxygen, there is no energy. And also with oxygen, there is no disease. So it's it's actually quite simple. One of the, the biggest biohacks is simple air. Then it's the sun. It's uh, the light therapy. So, you know, in the morning, waking up with the sun is amazing for your circadian rhythm. But also if you look inside of the sun for the first 15 minutes and last 15 minutes of the day, it actually, so most of the 
uh, brain mitochondria we have in our retina, in our eyes. So it literally charges and powers up your brain if you just, you know, wake up with the sun. Now, there's also, you know, blue lights and, and, and red lights. So it's, uh, uh, again, it's the combination of, of, uh, getting rid of too, ma too many lights in your system, like computers and phones and, and using, uh, potentially, you know, things like, uh, blue light blocking glasses, uh, because we're, we're oversaturated with that. And then at the same time, also adding the red light in so you can use better photomodulation and aka, you know, energy again for your body to, to process. So that's incredible. And is that something that you, you know, you bring in your education, you bring in, in the movement. So the Noah Aeon movement. I really want to dive into that as well, too. I want to give people an understanding of, of what's happening there. You know what I mean? Like, what is this movement? What can they get from it? You know, what, what, uh, tools, resources, things are you able to give people so that they can live this more peaceful, calm, centered life? Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and honestly, thank you on behalf of everyone for the channel, for the platform, uh, that you're creating because, you know, tribe and building tribes and connecting with one another is the most essential part of this journey. And when people get the right education, it fuels the mind, you know, from the positive way. It creates this inspiration and that leads into motivation. And then people can actually make, you know, results and changes. So thank you as well. And, um, you know, with, uh, with our movement. So we've kind of broken it down into, you know, three categories. We've got the digital aspect of us, which is uh, our transformational courses. Uh, we have an on-demand library where people can take anything from three-minute sessions all the way to two-hour journeys uh, through self-transformation. And we'll we'll give this uh, to your listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll provide link after so they have a chance to um, do this for free. Uh, and uh, that's the digital part. Then we've got the uh, the physical part, so the in-person, which uh, essentially we have designed these immersive experiences. Uh, we call it the system reset. That's our signature. And this is uh, using the BDM method, which is breath, dance, meditation. And we're actually next year, we're rolling out an EEG a group coherence device that's going to be able to measure everything that we're talking about. So we're basically creating a peloton for your brain. And um, and uh, with the in-person, we also do things like sensory seduction, which is a conscious dinner experience where we blindfold everyone and then they connect to the food and, and, uh, and conversations again. Uh, we also have a yoga fitness dance party. So we kind of have a different menu board when it comes to the immersive experiences. Uh, then we've got our workshops, which is like a, our signature system reset is a full day reset with, you know, everything, breath work, meditation, biohacking, journey through self-transformation. We kind of take people into a dive. And then we've got the full, you know, two to 10 day retreats, which we usually drop a pin in some of the most powerful vortexes on earth. And then we bring group of people together and, um, uh, the next one actually will be in, in Colombia, in Guadape, uh, by this uh, sacred mountain uh, in December. And uh, uh, the rest of them are unfortunately sold out for this year, but we're going to release more for, for next year. And, uh, and then we've got holistic products. So everything that I discussed, uh, we are looking to either team up or, or already work with a certain amount of people that are here for the greatest good of the whole that can actually help people, you know, uh, in this journey. And, you know, that could be from light therapy, uh, all the way, uh, to the HRV EEG devices. So people can measure their progress and their nervous system. You mentioned about system reset a couple of times. What, why is that important for us to reset our system? So it literally comes from the computer. So when you hold computer for two to three seconds, it resets and it brings you back to baseline. And so we're coming back to baseline when we reset our nervous system, we reset our minds, our emotions. And so in all of our events, we actually, so we use the breath as the accelerator, but then we go into using the mind to essentially look into the most treacherous relationships, you know, that have hurt us the most or that we have hurt. We look into uh, traumatic situations. We also look into the emotional, you know, uh, well-being. And so each round of our breath, 
we look in and then we literally uh, reset that area so we can get it out of our nervous system. And the reason why, you know, our brain doesn't know if it's happening, you know, yesterday or if it's going to happen tomorrow. There is no time in that. So we can actually do very significant shifts and something that's nuts. I mean, I, I still can't even believe that our work does this, but some people make it right with their past ones. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the past ones literally visualize, manifest in front of people. Other people can see lights for the first time. You know, others, I've, I've had this in Denver, uh, divorce after 27 years because she finally saw like, this is, you know, she owned up to her power. And so it's, it's nuts what happens. And I'm just so grateful to and honored to be facilitator of something magical like this and humbled at the same time because it's it's really beautiful to see that it, this actually works and um and so uh you know it kind of and by the way the same thing you can actually take uh on on demand library so what we're what we're providing where we have a whole bunch of recordings from all around the world so you can kind of pick you know is it the emotions you want to work on is it the relationships and then you can go into this recording to to reset that incredible i love that it's like i love that you're making it available in different ways Right, digital, live, in person, I think is like the way for us to connect with each other and really have those moments of growth. Uh, so that is awesome. And then I want to ask you about this too. So I saw in one of your videos, I think it was maybe another podcast that you were on, but you talked about breath work versus psychedelics. And so I have experienced psychedelics before. And um, uh, another teacher who I love so much, his name is Bashar. And uh, he has talked about that because I was wondering, I'm like, you know, what's the point of psychedelics? Like, why are they here for us? Like what, you, you know, and just kind of going into that, it's like, I know that they're beautiful. I know they can create such healing, all these things. And they've done that for me. And it's like, but like, why are they here? What's the purpose? Can we experience that sort of experience without them? And Bashar was saying that it's like, the psychedelics are here to show you literally it's like it is it's like a permission slip or or um a tool that can allow you to have these sort of deep inner experiences but he's like they're there to show you what's possible and to let you know that you've gotten there now right so you can get there when you want to you don't need to necessarily take psychedelics they're just a thing that allowed you to be there in the first place show you what that vibration was like so then you can get back there on your own and then when i saw that video about breath work Versus psychedelics, I was very, very, very intrigued by that because I've been looking to, you know, try, I've been looking to create some similar experiences that I've had while consuming psychedelics. Um, so I would love just your perspective on that. And how does breath work help replicate that sort of uh, experience and energy and deep inner healing? It's a very good question because actually now more than ever, we have to be extremely cautious of the deception and discernment that is happening in this field. So um, I I have done basically every psychedelic you can imagine from Iboga, Ibogaine, Ayahuasca, uh, Peyote. Um, I mean, literally, I, I, I had a whole spring. And, and again, it was for me, it was like, if this works, show me the way and I want to see how and what it can do. But it all led me back to breath. And literally, I now don't use uh, any sorts of enhancements anymore because I don't want to lose the power of me knowing that I can do it without anything else. So yes, it was an amazing opening. Yes, it was a great experience. But hold on. Before you decide to do this, you have to be extremely responsible. So I'll give you example. I used to take, you know, uh, uh, mushrooms for the wrong reasons, you know, whatever it was in the musical shows and, and experiences. And, and yes, they can give you great visuals. You can have a great body feelings, but that's just up to about a third chakra, that power egoic ways of using psychedelics. Now, then, I work with these shamans in South Africa before my Iboga ceremony, which um, they showed me for the first time what actually psychedelics are meant to do. And so um, they they gave me a massive dose. It was like five grams uh, of mushrooms, which I was even scared of. Like, I was like, hold on, are you guys sure? <laughs> and uh, And, but then what they did, they gave me blindfolds. 
And they said, you're going to be in complete silence and darkness. There's no music. There's nothing else that, you know, I used to, you know, take it for. And that experience was so transformative. I, for the first time, I actually didn't go out of my mind. I went into this spiritual realms of existence to see all of the pathways of how it works. How does the construct work? What is it? How are we being manipulated? How are we being controlled? It all revealed to me. I literally saw it was like a sniper seeing through the deceptions that are on the way in our growth because there is purposely deception to basically keep us you know limited and to keep on using these things as a way to exit reality rather than go into the true reality and um so when i had this i actually haven't had psychedelic since then because i absolutely was like thank you i am fine and i i understand now now breathwork does exactly the same thing in your brain i mean it's been measured by science that you're using the same you know brains uh, hemispheres you're high on gamma and you can also release dmt uh, through through different breathing um techniques and so by the way if you if whenever you get a chance definitely try one of our longer ones because you will literally uh some people c- compare it to ayahuasca some people compare it to dmt uh smoking dmt and so so the long story short is be extremely dis- you know use discernment in your highest with, with who you are doing this with ideally it's on your own or maybe with a guide or therapist if you if you've never if you really feel called to it now what happens is and what these shamans told me is the spirit of um uh, of cannabis the spirit of ayahuasca the spirit of all of these overused um plants is actually extracting away because of the misuse because of where we're it's it's became like being a vegan you know like the new trend to take ayahuasca and this is a big big no no this is a sacred plan that yes can reveal to us can heal us can do many beautiful things but if we don't use it for the right reason and if we use it with people that are deceived that might not even know that they are deceived this is the the craziest part then you can open yourself up to some deep darkness and you can actually harm yourself more than you can help yourself and so this is why start with breath and end with breath and in this process it will give you this empowerment that you don't have to rely on anything else or anyone else because it's all inside of you. And that's the most beautiful thing. I think you just ended that perfectly, right? Because to me, that just linked in and connected so much more. It's like, yes, because by doing it this way, we don't need anything outside of ourselves. It's all right here, always, always. Oh, that's so beautiful. Uh, my friend, um, I want to ask you the question that I just ask every single guest on the podcast, right? So... I mentioned a little bit before about shifts of consciousness. And so it's like my soul is this version of life as Justin this time around. I feel, you know, what I am just, it just resonates with me. It's not even like something I'm trying to do. It's just what feels right. It's trying, not removing trying from my vocabulary. It is every day being the best version of myself you know, through spread love movement, through the podcast, but like me in my individual, every single moment, right? I, I am helping. And the the goal of this version of me now is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to a place that is more loving and kind and peaceful, empathetic, vulnerable, forgiving, uh, and a consciousness that is more one. I just, you know, I, I know that it exists and uh, I just feel so insanely driven and, and, and called to um, to create that here. And uh, uh, so the question is, you know, and you're doing it every single day, but in your own words, how do you feel like every single day you are helping contribute to this sort of a beautiful shift of our consciousness? So I view every interaction, every experience as the guide, as the God inside of me. And so one of my very favorite things that I don't talk about because it is, it's a state of being has become every time I'm in a group of people, anytime I go into a grocery store, anytime I am on a plane, I just simply state for myself, you know, I acknowledge you for the God that you are inside of you. And 
it's it's was it's been so beautiful because I now have a feedback in my body. I now have this it 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 this beautiful energy that rushes you know through me, and so this is something I don't have to talk about because it's become uh, you know adamant and and especially if you have a somebody at a grocery store, maybe at the cashier's desk, and you can see that they're in a bad mood or something is um, you know they're just like not something's going on, right? They maybe had a bad customer. And when you do this, by the time it comes into my uh, my place, my position to to go and pay, that person literally completely treats me different. That person is change, and this is why, like, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And and when you are the change and you see the change, even if it doesn't look like that, you are still lifting it into their inherent divine. And everybody is inherently divine. Everybody is love all the time but it's that mask that is currently you know um going outward that maybe needs help and that's why we are the reflections of each other mm, yes ah oh, that was the best that just really connected with me so much because that is something i am very recently working into my everyday is understanding and knowing the god in every single other person right because I'll have these profound moments of thought in myself. And when I know in myself that I'm God, it's like, well, if I am then that person who was an asshole to you earlier, they are as well. And when you can see them through the eye and perspective of, God, you are just love as well and you are God as well, instead of, hey, you were the asshole to me earlier, it, it, it creates so much more peace in our lives. It creates so much more unity, uh, so much more connection again with each other, and just so much understanding and so much more peace for ourselves in those moments. And something too, I'm um, in, you know, uh, also from Jesus, and just kind of tapping into his teachings here and there, uh, the unity consciousness. And so, um, you know, I believe that Jesus walked around with God-like consciousness, with the unity consciousness. And right, God, source, divine, knows that we're all one. It's vibrating on that frequency and that level in that knowing that we are one. And then so matching that frequency and putting myself in a place too where I also know without a shadow of a doubt, it's knowing, it's truth that we are one and having that unity consciousness. And I'm gonna keep it very real. It is not that easy all the time, um, but it's fun to play with. It's fun to go there. You kind of fall back down, be like, whoa, that was fun there. That, that felt really great there. Get there again, fall back down. It's like when we can, it's something that I'm I'm, I'm really trying to, I'm implementing as well in life uh, is having fun, playing with things instead of taking it so seriously and getting so mad at myself if I stumble a little bit uh, and not even calling it work anymore, just like calling it play. And like, well, we can just be more playful, be more like a child and just have fun in these moments, not take them so seriously and really just play with them. To me, at least, it makes it that much more accessible for us to reach those places that we want to go in terms of being more love, in terms of seeing more unity uh, in each other as well. So that was just so brilliant. Thank you for just sharing that. And thank you for being that sort of a consciousness. Cause as you just said that I was getting so excited. Cause I'm like, you know, when you see it in someone else, something that you are playing with and, and, uh, working something that you are playing with and something that you're moving in the direction of, of achieving and being in that state of consciousness. And you look at someone as beautiful as you and that you're saying that as well. There's just like, okay, cool. I don't feel like alone in that anymore. You know what I mean? It like makes me stronger in my knowing and knowledge that I can reach that point knowing that you're doing it now. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're such a beautiful soul. And you know, what is truth is always truth, right? Lies come and go, fads come and go. But people will label it differently. People will, uh, you know, come to their own place, but it is that place of truth that is eternal. You know, it's also some people call it the Christ consciousness, right? That, that we can access. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, people will see like once they get on this journey through self transformation that, you know, 
how they get there might be a little bit different, but we're getting to that same coherent space. And until we unite as a, as a planet, until we figure out that we are not just alone, we're not this uh, these zombies walking around blindfully, uh, we will actually create this quantum shift, quantum leap. And and that's, you know, that's what I'm going for. Yes. And I, I'll share something that helped me along this process. I was kind of waiting for everyone else to also get there. You know what I mean? To be like, hey, this consciousness shift that I want to help create in the world, well, uh, everyone else needs to also get there too. And I'm learning it's not that. It's like creating it right now. Right now, right now. Not waiting for anyone else outside of me to jump on board and do it as well. Yes, of course we want that. Of course we want it to hit more people and to literally be the consciousness of everybody. But understanding that you don't need to wait for somebody else to get there. You can be there and live there right now. And as you do that, you will pull and attract more people on the same frequency as you, in the same mindset, in the same vibration, achieving the same thing, wanting the same goals, wanting that oneness, wanting that love. And then so just for anyone out there who who is also on this path, know that you don't need to wait for someone else. You don't need to wait for the world to catch up. You can just live and be that right now. Yeah, I can contest that. And everything around you will shift and will change. And I used to think it's not possible, but it is possible. I don't meet assholes anymore. I don't have negative interactions anymore. It, it, it disappeared. It's literally not in my space. And and I used to meet a lot of assholes, but guess what? I was an asshole. And, and, you know, you can only attract the, 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 the vibe that, that you are resonating at. And so that's why, again, self responsibility. <laughs> it's so real. It's so true. Once you start to shift towards that love, you don't run into negative people. They're still there. They still exist. You just don't view them that way anymore. And they don't impede on your life and on your existence the way that they used to because you're not vibrating on that same frequency. So you can't experience it if you're not on the same frequency. Uh, that was great. Um, and Pablo, just before we cut out, buddy, if you can please let everybody know, yes, where they can find you online, on social media, how they can join the movement, how they can jump in on a system reset experience, all that good stuff. Thank you. Uh, so it's a, it's a Noah, N-O-A-A-O-N.com, NoahAon.com for website and then NoahAon official for social media. And the closest time to get in touch with us. So currently I'm delivering baby uh, <laughs> for the next month. But as soon as the baby is delivered, um, I will be back on a tour. So October, we're doing a West Coast tour from San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver all the way to Austin. We're ending it there with a couple festivals. And then November, we will be doing um, East Coast tour. Uh, so that will be uh, Chicago, Washington, New York, uh, Miami, uh, Tampa, Sarasota, and also uh, parts of Canada. Um, so that will be October, November for US. And then we're going to South America and Australia uh, for January after. So we'll We'll be just pounding uh, back with uh, these beautiful tribes around the world. Ah, amazing. Thank you so much, buddy, for just being here, uh, being in the space. I loved being able to chat with you and just tap into your beautiful soul. I love these conversations because they can just lift us so much. And when we can tap into someone like you who is living love, every single day or to the best of your ability you're getting out there you're showing it you're in service helping other people get there as well these conversations and, and these moments are just so insanely powerful and they don't exist without you so i just want to say thank you so much for being here buddy i have so much gratitude and love for you same 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 and thank you so much and good luck everybody you can do this too <laughs> Everybody, we love you so, so much. Thank you for being here. Please reach out. Check out Noah Aeon. Check out the movement. Check out the page. If you're interested in one of these events, like let this be the moment of, okay, let me take that step. Like I, I love that about these two because like if you have that thought of, hmm, that sounds interesting or I've wanted to do something like that and now that's just showing up for you, this is it. This is your sign. Like take that step. Step into the unknown where infinite possibilities exist. 
and so many beautiful, great, loving experiences exist there too. But you can't access it if you constantly stay in the known of what you know, the in and out every single day. Take that leap, take that step. Please reach out to Bavel if you have any questions, if you want to know more about his movement, and uh, definitely jump in on one of the experiences. I'm going to do my best to jump into the one in Tampa. Um, I didn't just I want to make sure too, are the dates and everything, are they all on the website? Uh, they will be within the next two to three weeks. So we're currently locking in all of the um, the locations. Amazing. Awesome. Buddy, thank you again, everybody. We love you so, so much and cannot wait to see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe. Whatever you can do to help share this with the world, we put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.